welcome everybody to this new episode of our podcast series so this is a podcast series focused on martech uh, powered by netcore where we listen to the thoughts and uh, insights of thought leaders in the industry my name is triton desuza and i am the country manager malaysia for netcore today on this podcast episode we are we are pleased to have mr salil seth Salil is the head of growth hack and loyalty business for Boost. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, Boost is a homegrown e-wallet in Malaysia, which has made life very easy for consumers, where they can easily do uh, the the payments via the mobile app, and in turn receive very good rewards and cashbacks. Welcome, Salil. It's a pleasure to have you on this episode of the podcast. Thanks, Triton. It's a pleasure to be here, Salil. Uh, uh, you know, uh, first thing, what I would like you to, uh, you know, enlighten our listeners is a little bit about, uh, you know, Boost, the growth that we have seen with Boost, and what has been your association so far. All right, sounds great. I, I think a lot of guys here would actually know about the Boost. Is the homegrown app which was developed, I think, back into twenty seventeen. and we have reached massive scale as of now we are covering more than 150k touch points of the merchants in our whole ecosystem spread evenly across west malaysia and east malaysia and also we in comprises of a range of suites of services we have like a, a, a offline payment transactions online also with the bill and the payment transactions that cuts across different industries and most importantly we are actually moving into the financial ecosystem providing a lot of different services such as micro lending micro insurance and which will be i think kind of play a pivotal role moving forward especially in this unprecedented times and i have been actually playing a key role in growing this business starting from uh, from the last year onwards we have actually involved our entire consumer journey looking at the ways in which how we can onboard consumers easily and able to attract them to a wide range of services that we have and we have actually able to accomplish that growth from the last year i think we have like witnessed 12x growth in the gross transactional value that's the top line of the business and uh, also i think there's a 5x growth in the merchant touch points as well so it stands out to be a great year <laughs> leading up to this unprecedented times yes salil so that is a phenomenal uh, phenomenal growth 12x growth in transactions 5x growth in merchants wonderful congratulations to you and your team for such great achievement uh yeah you briefly mentioned about this uh, you know uncertain times the covid-19 pandemic so my my question to you on on this aspect is what are your observations around this pandemic and what is the change that you have seen in the consumer behavior all right i think uh, what we are all going through is an unprecedented times is actually a virtual standstill of the economy and if you have ever lived in the fragile economy or the economy that actually has hit by a natural disaster you would know actually what is the, what are those times and we have actually seen a sudden stop of economy at the global level right and there is very important inconsistency that we all need to reconcile with is such as the health policy and the way the economy is wired right 
for the right reasons, the current stage of health policy is about separation. It's all about social distancing, right? Everyone has to care about the isolation and uh, the way that the economy and society is wired is completely opposite. Right? We all have a, the right ex moment of like getting together, the fundamental desire to explore has actually come on to a halt, right? And with health, of course, dominating this sort of action, so it gets to a certain stop. So with this scenario, what's going to happen next, what's already happening right now, is consumers will actually become more frugal. And the, the discretionary spending will going to take a huge hit. They will be, and they will be solely focusing on these essential spending part. And there will be in, eventually a sluggish demand in the market. The people will not be able to spend as what they are likely to spend. And airlines tends to be a leading indicator in that, which will actually overscale in rest of the other industries. And then in, in accordance to that, companies will also have to rewire its supply chain. Right? And they need to make sure that they able to fulfill the new range of innovation, the new range of demands that they are emerging out of this. Right. And then, it may actually, once there is a sudden severe decline in their revenue, they have to take care of the cost angle as well. And uh, it might eventually lead us into a layoffs, unemployment rate, right? So eventually it will be an unproductive supply side. So what we are actually seeing right now is the simultaneous destruction of both consumption and production, right? And it's gonna be like, it's, it's gonna take a huge time to get rid of this situation. But I, I think with this point of view, right, we, we have the boost and the boost ecosystem has a plethora of services to offer. So we might see a decline in the offline sales, but we have actually witnessed a tremendous growth in the online segment and also the other payment segments that's still receiving a double digit growth. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the, the online uh, presence of a lot of uh, brands is helping them in these times, uh, whereas the offline has completely seen a decline. Uh, how is Boost adjusting to these periods and the changes in the uh, consumer behavior? Any, any strategies that Boost has undertaken uh, to, to uh, you know, to take care of the situation? Yes, I, I think a couple of initiatives that is happening both on the merchant phase merchant facing and the consumer facing and it's not only about the boost i think whole exiata group is actually coming forward with a range of scenarios to take care of this pandemic and also result and i think most importantly help our micro smes which are impacted by this pandemic and i think is even aggravated by this current mco scenarios and to give you more perspective right those these micro smes they usually consist of like 50% of all SMEs in Malaysia. Right? They usually tends to fall in the in B40 segment, right? rising in minimal kind of savings. Uh, they are facing with the cash crunch scenario. Right? And they are facing, they usually, their cash scenarios are usually move around from month to month. So they are actually finding it difficulties to operate. And the way we are actually working towards is actually the Exiata Group along with Boost, Cellcom and our subsidiary company, Aspirasi. We have launched a 50 million ringgit fund to address this scenario. 
um, and to aid those micro SMEs with the kind of like quick process loans application. To give you a scenario, right? Let's say if you are running a viable business, right? Let's say a restaurant chain. And if you are running that scenario and you, you, you tend to have a significant uh, attraction, but in this, uh, in this extremely challenging time, you are now facing what we call a, a severe destruction of your consumption side, right? Your revenue has actually taken off of the chain. And if you're, and then you will actually face a problem in catering those costs. Those costs are actually fixed for your, your point of observation here in this case, right? And those fixed costs now eventually leads up into a liquidity problem. And once you won't, uh, once you have those liquidity problem, the obvious step is to go to the financial institutions such as us or such as other banks and uh, to provide you to cater to this liquidity problem. And usually that incorporates a long process of due diligence and application. And let's say if God forbid everything goes well, then you will receive your funds. Uh, and that also takes a bit of a time here, right? So if you consider those two problem statements, then it eventually, if it doesn't get through your liquidity problem, it actually turns out to be a bankruptcy. Uh, you have to bankrupt and it eventually turns it into a solvency problem. So, and it actually, then you lay off the people and then it becomes a vicious cycle in which both consumption and production are again affected. So to get rid of those, all those situations, uh, we have actually launched a microfinancing platform through our Asperasi channel, which is our subsidiary company, which will offer uh, a three-minute online process to undergo your application for this for this process, uh, so that so that we are addressing that ease of application problem statement, and also once it gets approved, your funding will be allocated to you within forty-eight hours, so that we provide those kind of funds to those individuals, those organizations that needed the most at this point of time. So that's mostly happening on the merchant facing. That's on the micro lending side. On also we are launching a different range of micro insurance products that will help them with this COVID assistance and also with emergency income or any accidental mishappening that may happen. Right, uh, and that's on the merchant facing. On consumer facing, we have actually launched a Tabut COVID-19 donation program. I think as of now, we have, I think, surpassed 700,000 ringgit that we, are, we have actually raised so far through this program and uh, which will be allocated soon to the, to the frontliners who are helping our country to run back to its normal state. And we'll, we'll be offering, I think on the consumer side, we are doing a, a bunch of services, a bunch of new offerings uh, giving promoting our essential services component we have like a groceries fnd retail F food and delivery partners that we are launching in conjunction with the partnership with them and promoting those kind of a transactions right so it's it actually goes both on consumer side and merchant side as well wonderful i think uh, salil these are some uh, really good things that uh, you guys are doing and i think it will be very helpful to both uh, the merchants as well as consumers in these uncertain times. Uh, wonderful initiative. Uh, Salil, if I may ask you coming back, you know, to the growth uh, that you guys have, uh, you know, achieved and clearly I see that is one of your, uh, you know, key responsibilities as well. 
So what are the most important objectives from the perspective of growth or user retention uh, that, that, that you have? Sure. I, I think currently, as of now, we have all witnessed the spending will go way lower than what it would used to be. So, and there would be a certain uh, decrement in retention as well. So keeping in view of this, right? So we are catering our services, essentially gathering on those most important services, such as the one that I just mentioned before, like how can we hone our customer experiences and a customer offering along those essential parts, right? Groceries, bill payments. Those are something that you have to pay regardless of the scenarios that is happening around, around the world, right? And if you cater around those services well and also indulging into a delivery partners and inculcating the loyalty program that we have that provides you uh, a quick reward services. I think these are all initiatives that we are catering towards. Plus also the new range of features that is coming on board. We are going to launch our new wallet feature uh, that will actually increase your spending limit to a much higher level. So if people want to spend more, they are much more welcome to do so and also a different range of services. I think it's gonna launch by mid May and mid June, which will actually hone, to, hone us onto this path. And I think the growth will now actually come forward with this new set of services, which is the financial services, because people will actually require the insurance that safety net more at this present time. So we are actually very excited to launch this more microfinancing and microinsurance services very soon to our, to our public, to our ecosystem. Oh, great. That's, that sounds good. So I see there are quite some, uh, you know, uh, initiatives and quite some things that uh, you are looking after. Uh, for example, the launching of these new things, but very importantly, what you said is owning the customer experience and building the loyalty where if they want to spend more, they can do that. Salil, my next question to you will be, what are the challenges that you face, uh, you know, keeping these as your parameters uh, for the growth? Correct. I think the challenges will still remain. And the first challenges is that the people uh, with some form of unemployment that may happen in our economy, the, we, the able to restore them back to the spending pattern that they were before is going to be a big challenge, right? And uh, the same issues, right? The sluggish demand that will remain with the suit of services that we have, that's gonna still be remain. And uh, I guess we all need to cater to those aspects, but build services that can actually divert them to a much needed services, right? So such as the financing, such as the grocery, other essential services may come into a part. I think the other challenges may come into the industry is uh, the, I, I think the eventuality, they, this, all these challenges may actually result into the great opportunity for the entire e-wallet businesses because uh, if you consider cash, right? Cash is the single denominator for, for transfer of germs or the infections. And if you can see that one cash actually travels multiple facets of human community and eventually it sits in the, into your wallet and it can easily catch many germs and infections. So I think this, all these challenges will impart greater acceptance of e-wallet across the board because people wants to 
move away from any form of social interaction or contact with unnecessary items. So I think cash will be the at its worst peak. But I, I think there's a greater challenge. Greater challenges comes with greater opportunities for us. Uh, and I think we are all set for it, for this change. Oh, I so like the perspective of looking at the challenges as an opportunity. Definitely, you know, the way you put it, uh, I think it's, it's extremely true. We need to see what are the opportunities and move ahead. Uh, uh, wonderful on that. Uh, the another area that we have seen, so I have spoken to a lot of brands and the kind of growth uh, that you have got. So uh, what is required is to take care of a lot of these aspects at scale. Also, yes. you mentioned about, uh, you know, customer experience. So the two things, you know, which is scale and customer experience brings me to the topic of personalization. A lot yeah. of brands have benefited big time by using personalization at various touch points of their consumer experience. What are your thoughts on personalization and, and is Boosh doing anything on the personalization front? Yes, I, I think we are doing a lot of new initiatives in personalization and automation. One of the example was the, uh, the aspect of financial services that we are launching. Uh, we are in, inculcating a different range of personalization aspect. For example, all these merchants that sits under our ecosystem, we have actually seen their transactional history for the matter of since the, our inception, right? We, we can see how, how frequently they have transacted, what was the attraction on their platform. So we have those creditworthiness, the credit history for those kind of merchants. So by establishing those creditworthiness, we can actually curtail our, our, we can personalize our offerings in such a way to those individuals that our ease of applications will become much faster. So that was the stepping stone in that three minute process, right? Because we know our customer well. And that's why we can inculcate that application process as compared to the bank, which may, or other financial institution, which may take much more time on that, right? So that is taking care of the merchant side. But from consumer side, I think we are already indulging in a lot of automation, especially in our consumer journey aspect, stating from right from the onboarding. I think starting from right from the acquisition part in which we get acquired the right kind of individuals and indicating the right set of preferences all the way from the start, onboarding them to the path of least resistance so that they know exactly what they need to look at and what are the rewards and the services that we are already offering to them and then uh, and inculcating into a long-term behavior, which will actually be have a different range of met metrics and models that help us into this space. One, the easiest way to, to, to uh, yeah, understand here is to make sure that we have a recency frequency metrics. I think that's a, a cool way of looking into the users who are, who are about to churn and how we can actually stop them from churning and how can we actually make sure that the predictive part will actually come into this part. So for example, if we know that Triton gonna, gonna churn after, let's say, after a certain transactions, then we know exactly how can we uh, curtail him back to our ecosystem. So after incorporating those changes, I think we have seen a positive growth and we're likely to double down on this kind of new initiatives. I'm glad that you have been able to see some growth using personalization. And so is the trend that, uh, you know, we can see all across. 
you mentioned a little bit about uh, pred- uh, you know prediction and that brings me to my last question so uh, what are your thoughts on predictive analytics or the use of you know artificial intelligence or machine learning how can these technologies be used uh, better to get better results yeah i think it's a, a a huge topic that is building up across the globe digitalization personalization and also this predictive aspect that is coming into the the entire consumer journey i think the the most important aspect that they all want to consider is the the continuous engagement of the consumers so that's their fundamental objective that they are looking for how can they engage consumers at much deeper level so that the customer lifetime value will sustain to a much higher degree and uh, and they are indulging it is in a, a lot of different activities such as the ones that i mentioned before in case of like digital financing and also in in casing of like cohort retention and the churn aspects but also in different industries such as uh, you consider like manufacturing example or banking example they can actually enlist like what is the how is my production chain or assembly chain looks like as of now and what are the features that may require automation aspect and which are the other features that require uh, a human aspect to come into play right so i think the greatest example that we have all learned in last year was the tesla the case of tesla in last two years i think they have fully automated their their general assembly line and they have figured out that there was a production dip and uh, they have actually witnessed a production dip and also a lot of errors and issues incorporating into those chain so the how they actually move out is like by bringing that human aspect back to the chain right so even though we know that machine learning and this predictive part can help us to automate a lot of repetitive repetitive mundane aspect of the work but but the humans will still kind of play the continuous and important role in those aspects i think the 3d printing will also play a huge role in manufacturing aspects and and i i think is also already playing a critical unique role in this case in in this i think in especially predictive analytics have a key role in this digital ecosystem because uh, you are continuously feeding up with a lot of consumer insights consumer data and once you incorporated that that full chain of information you can actually predict about the behaviors of the consumers and once you can able to predict that behavior then you can design your customer experience in such a way that you can fulfill those de- desires and needs and able to form those deep connection with them yeah yeah wonderful i i like the way you said that uh, you know human intervention is also very necessary so i think it is going to be a combination uh, along with the human intervention using this technology and then using the smart predictions to give a beautiful experience to the consumer is going to be the key so i i, I take this as a learning from what you have uh, mentioned that's uh, great yeah salil so that that brings me to the end of this uh, you know podcast episode uh some really wonderful insights that you have shared across from your experiences and from the knowledge that you have i think it has been a wonderful uh, session and a great uh, you know insightful session for our listeners i would like to thank you on behalf of netcore and behalf of all our uh, listeners 
to share your insights thank you so much salim welcome fatan it's a pleasure to be here and let's catch up soon absolutely looking forward uh, with the relaxation in mco and uh, i'm sure you know things will be better we should definitely catch up and uh, you know spend some time together it's great have See a ya. nice day sir you too